Hey everybody, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. I'm so excited you're here with me. This is where we talk about what's up. So the first thing is, what's up with this cool shirt? This shirt is so cool. Uh, it's from uh, The Chosen, which you can watch on YouTube. One of my favorite uh, series of shows ever. Uh, Dallas Jenkins did it. If you haven't watched it yet, it's time to binge Jesus, okay? And uh, have a chance to do that. It'd be one of the best things you've ever watched. But I'm about to talk to you today about something really important. So if you're part of the Crossroads family, I really need you to hear this. But also you might say, well, I'm not a part of the Crossroads family. If you're in any kind of leadership role whatsoever, I think this is a chance to, to learn leadership, to have an example of what we do uh, uh, when we need to lead in a time where things aren't always certain. So that's what you're going to get. This is going to be a leadership. You can decide if it's good leadership or bad leadership, but I want you to, to also think about how we're going to lead out and make a difference and what leaders should do in times of crisis. We right now are in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis or the Corona crisis, and um, that has affected all of our lives in one way or another. It's also affected our church crossroads because in a few days time, we had to literally go from uh, a mainly on-campus experience to an online experience. And uh, it, it has taught us a lot of things. So now what I'm going to talk to you about is this, because it's a question I get asked a lot. It's how do we phase to the new normal? How do we phase to the new normal? And um, I want you to know that uh, the number one thing that has guided me and guided our other leadership teams here at Crossroads is prayer. We have prayed and prayed and prayed. And we're a pray then plan church. We're a pray then plan team. And so what we want to do is we never want to enact plans and then pray that God would bless them. We want to pray for God to give us the plans he'll bless. Uh, so I don't know if you see the difference, but it's a huge one. We want to be led by God. Uh, and we know this. God has said in his word in Isaiah, he said, for my ways are not your ways, nor are my thoughts your thoughts, says the Lord. For my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so what we really have sought always to do, and, and, and we're, at times we're not going to always get it right. But we've always sought to say, God, what are your ways? What are your thoughts? And so right now, we're watching God move in incredible ways here in our church family as we've rallied together during this season. We also have uh, watched uh, God enact things that we've always wished would happen, but they're happening in bigger and better ways. So now the question is, what's the new normal? Where are we headed? How should we make decisions? Um, other churches are doing things. Should we follow suit with them or should we go our own direction? So I'm going to share with you right now, get ready for this, guiding principles that we are going to use to make decisions as our area, our state uh, goes from the phase one in this uh, quarantine or self uh, safer at home time to phase two, which we're right on the verge of to phase three, which we're close to to phase four, which is back to at least uh, something very, very different than right now. Although I don't think we're going back to how we used to be. I think the world has changed. Life has changed. And we believe that. So um, what I want to start with is this. What I want to share with you, I believe, is the right direction for Crossroads to take. Uh, there are other 
pastors of other churches that I love, and there are other church leadership teams that are doing things differently. Um, I want you to know I'm not in disagreement with them. I'm for them. We're for them. I'm cheering them on. Uh, I'm going to definitely learn from them. And I want the best for all the other churches out there. But just like my two sons could not be more different, I believe that God's churches very often are different from each other. So is it possible for God to lead us one way and lead them another? I think the answer is yes. Uh, we, we, we're not the same. It doesn't make one better than the other. Just like my two sons, one's not better than the other. I have five grandchildren. I wouldn't say one's better than the other. Um, it's, it's, but they're different from each other. And so you need to relate to your children differently. God relates to his churches differently. So it's possible the same God might lead one church to do one thing while he leads us, Crossroads, to do another based on who we are as a church family and how we act and how we relate and what we do. I hope that makes sense to you, um, but that's definitely, definitely uh, uh, the way we're going right now. So all the things I'm about to share, please, please keep this in mind. I'm not... Uh, attacking another church? Oh gosh, no. I'm not in, in lack of unity with another church. That wouldn't be the case. But we may do something different than another church. But we're going to do what we believe God wants us to do that's right for us. So that's the number one thing I want to start with. And I hope you'd say amen. And that makes sense. And we'd all be a part of that. But what are the guiding principles we use to make the decisions on what we should do next? Uh, and I want you to think about that because um, I want to hopefully give you clarity around that. I want to give you certainty and an uncertain time. Uh, so especially uh, anybody listening, man, love you're in. But Crossroads family, I want you to really listen. What are those guiding principles we'll use as we phase towards the new normal? Uh, and the first is this one. You ready? The first principle is this. The church is not closed. So if someone said, Pastor Chuck, when are we going to reopen? We're not closed. We're not closed. As a matter of fact, we've never been closed. Uh, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. And so right now, we're winning. Right now, we're seeing bigger victories and greater uh, impact being made and more things happening. And, and so, you know what I want you to know is I believe more than ever, we are the church in the book of Acts. And I think everybody here would agree with this. The church is not a building. You know, we say that all the time, you guys. The church isn't a building. The church is the people of God, the children of God, the family of God. And so the building has nothing to do with who we are. And the building has nothing to do with how we, we love each other and we love God and, and we share in ministry together. So you know what? Uh, we've always believed the church is not a building. We're just living that out right now. So we're not longing for a building because we're not closed. We're not longing uh, for something like that, a building because the building doesn't define a church. Right now, let me say this to you. We are growing. We are reaching more people in more places in a more active way than we ever had in the history of Crossroads. We're not the only church doing that. Many churches are reporting the same thing. Uh, worship attendance is up. Children's attendance is up. 
JHM, junior high ministry attendance is up. HSM, high school ministry attendance is up. SIA, our college young adult ministry is up. Life groups are thriving and we're seeing our disabilities ministry uh, active in ways that are incredible. Uh, We're reaching more people in more places. And I believe right now, we're watching this closely, people are more consistent and they're being actively gathering as a part of the Crossroads family in almost every single area, actually every area. So we have more people actively a part of the church uh, in more places also. Uh, By the way, uh, just this last weekend, we had a person in in Oregon give their life to Christ. Uh, We've had people in Louisiana give their lives to Christ as a part of our Crossroads family. Uh, We've had people attending First Step, which is how we grow people in their walk with God from Salt Lake City, from Wyoming, uh, from Austria. Get ready for that, Austria. And we're watching a cluster of people grow in Austria uh, and in other parts of the world. We had more people watching in Hawaii this last weekend than we normally do. Uh, we've had people in Ecuador and Puerto Rico and, and, and actually some at one point in time in every state in the United States. But we're seeing growing groups of people in other states actively and interactively becoming a part of the Crossroads family. And I want to say this to you. I have grandchildren in Syracuse, New York. They're still family. Uh, I have grandchildren in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. They're still family. Uh, I have family that I love in Tennessee and Virginia, and Pam has family she loves, and we consider family in Chicago and, and in Michigan. And, and so what I'm trying to say is this. Geography doesn't define family. Geographical location doesn't define family. So right now, you know what? We're the family of God and we're a crossroads family uh, all throughout the United States and even in different parts of the world. And I believe we're going to have our family grow. And my dream, by the way, get ready for this, into every nation in the world. Uh, And so uh, I I would love for that to be the case. But the church is not closed. Crossroads is not closed. We're ministering to more people in more places and making a greater impact than we ever have before. As a matter of fact, get ready for this. In in the Corona area, our food pantry is caring for more people than we ever have before. Our set minute free ministry, which helps people uh, find freedom from addiction and from destructive behavior and from anxiety and from depression uh, is stable and strong. And we're seeing the ability to expand that. Our support groups are caring for more people in more places right now. Our disabilities ministry, I mentioned the the wonderful part of our church family, our disabilities ministry. We are able to care for and love on our people in our disabilities ministry and, and have connection with them. So the church is not closed. Global and local outreach is on task and seeing effectiveness. And we are supporting and caring for people in Thailand, Cambodia, and Kenya in wonderful, powerful, maybe even more impactful ways than ever before. Our global outreach teams, which by the way, if you want to be a part of them, still you have a chance to join, are in the midst of training for the moment. We can actually go and make connection in places like that in greater impact. So right now we just see that, you know, what a guiding principle of our church is we're not closed and we don't want to ever step back from something we've been able to step up and lean into so right now i i want you to know i love what god's doing and how he's rallying us and how active we are how interactive we are and if you were to say this to me pastor chuck i don't know if that's true for me well then let's let it be true for you 
Connect with us. Uh, get into a life group. We can set that up for you. Get into a ministry. We can help make that happen. Uh, let us know who you are. Uh, uh, we have an incredible uh, uh, group now meeting called the Alpha Group. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. And we're teaching people the most fundamental parts of the faith that give you a foundation to get closer to God. So you can dive right now in with, that, in, in with us on that. So we have all these ways for us to be active and interactive together. And, and take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. But so our guiding principle, number one, we're not closed. We're not closed. Guiding principle number two, we are a pro-life church. Crossroads is pro-life. That includes the child in the womb, and that includes the child outside the womb. That includes somebody at any stage of your life. We're pro-life. We think all life matters and every person's valuable Every person uh, that has meaning, every person ought to be treasured and cherished. We believe that with all our heart. So that's a guiding, a guiding principle we have. And we have a conviction that life is a gift from God and needs to be cherished and protected. So listen to that part. Needs to be cherished and protected. So every decision we make is about valuing and protecting life because we're pro-life. This includes our senior citizens. Uh, we don't want to do anything that would put a senior citizen uh, in a place of harm. Uh, we always want to protect and care for them and value them because they matter to us. This includes our people with underlying health conditions. We don't want to do anything that would threaten someone's life or harm their life. Uh, this includes our people with disabilities, many of whom have immune compromised issues they're facing. And so we want to show them they're valued and a part of our family. So when we make decisions... We want to make sure we're cherishing and protecting life. And we're not going to meet in any way. We're not going to have any gathering together that, that would put someone's life in danger and their, their health at harm. And, and by the way, if you say, is that new? By the way, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, whenever we put on a youth event uh, or a children's event, I think all of you know, we, we look and make sure that no one's being put in harm's way. Our global outreach trips, uh, we do everything we can to protect the health and the lives of the people on them. We've always thought that way. And in this season, we're going to think that way. So any decision we make is going to be a pro-life decision. And so we believe that, that that's a guiding principle we have as we begin to move uh, into the different phases uh, uh, towards being free uh, from danger of this coronavirus um, or any other that comes along, by the way. And then this one, the third guiding principle. We believe that ministry must be done in a way that is excellent and meaningful. Now, I, I, I want to say this is who we are. This is a big part of Crossroads. Uh, we don't just go through the motions. Uh, we believe that, that we have to have a passionate commitment to Christ, his cause, and community. So, by the way, when we do have on-campus gatherings, it's never about getting a bunch of people in a room. It's about creating real fellowship real meaningful interchange, real connection with God and others. Uh, I don't know how many of you know this, but if you didn't, let me just clarify it. Uh, I really have this holy discontent for anybody who would show up, walk into our uh, building that we own and, and not get loved on, not get cared for, not be welcomed and, and, and not been shown value. Uh, none of us are okay with that. Uh, if I had a, a weekend in the building, in the building where there were 20,000 people present that didn't talk to each other, that didn't care about each other, that didn't show value to each other, um, that would not be the church to me. 
That, that wouldn't be a, a, the biblical definition of the church. Uh, we've never been into big crowds. We do want to reach more people, but we want to reach them as a part of the, the family of God, as a part of the Crossroads family. And, and so, you know, uh, it, it, that's what we look at. That's what we value. And, and we want that to be a passion, a passionate commitment to Christ, a passionate commitment to the cause, and a passionate commitment to community. So we're not willing to just go through the motions. Uh, in other words, when we finally have on-campus gatherings along with our online gatherings, what we want to do is we want them to be meaningful in whatever way uh, they happen. So if, if, if right now, if we had a group of people come in in, in in family groups that stayed six feet apart from each other wearing masks um, and not really connecting together, we would not consider that a gathering. We would not consider that what Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 talk about. And Hebrews 10, 25, that says, do not forsake the gathering of the body. In the verse just before that, it says, we are to come together to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. And in verse 25, to encourage one another. So if there's not true encouraging of one another, one another encouragement, and if there's not stimulating one another to true love, true loving acts and true loving relationships and good deeds, that's not really the gathering that we're talking about. So we only want to do gatherings that meet those criteria. And so when we do, we're always going to make sure that's what we do. When we do, it's what we do. Does that make sense? So by the way, online, we're seeing that happen. People in the chats, talking together, sharing together, uh, being a part of all uh, a life together. Uh, we always want to look for meaningful ways for you to use your spiritual gift and others to use theirs. And, and so those are the kind of things we're going to look at. So we're not going to uh, do any ministry uh, that isn't done in, with excellence and in a meaningful way. Uh, I do believe, for instance, that uh, bringing a child into a room, forcing them to wear a mask, uh, not allowing them to, to be around other people, uh, that child's going to be miserable. Uh, and I, I wouldn't want to ever put on anything for a child that's going to make them feel miserable and tell them that what's, that's what church is, because it's not. Church is alive. Church is loving. Church is joyous. And I want our children to experience church that way. I want, our, 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 I want you to experience church that way. I want all of us to experience church that way. So as we look at how we could have times of gathering online or on campus, we always want to look for it to be meaningful and powerful and and vibrant and alive and passionate and that's who we are and we want to make sure we give our crossroads family the best experience possible so we always do intentional things to make that happen we want anybody who comes to be with us to visit with us to be loved on and cared for think about this we want we know the power of the first impression so when anybody is in a gathering online or on campus we want the first impression to be the best impression we can make for Jesus and for them and for us. And so we're always going to have that be a guiding principle. So we care about those who are coming to seek to know about God. And we want to welcome them in, in a way they, where they feel welcomed and feel loved. Uh, one of the, the things I love that people say about our church family is our church family's welcoming. Our church family's loving. 
that there's something real happening here and, and that we show that to people in real ways. I know every church wants to say that about themselves, and I hope they could say that about themselves. I believe we can and, and are able to say that about us. And so whatever we do in the next few months, we want to make sure and, and have that be true to who we are, true to who we are. And so we care about our children and want them to have only good experiences. We care about our next-gen ministry and only want them to have good experiences. And we care about our, our adult ministry and only want you to have good experiences. And so online, I believe we're providing that. And if you don't think so, let me know and, and we'll take a look at that. But I, I really believe we are. And our on-campus gatherings have to have the same thing. They can't be less than. They have to be more of what Jesus would want. And so that's a guiding principle we have. So let me tell you that um, we have some ideas of how we can have meaningful experiences coming, and we're praying about those. Let me give you one that's coming up. On May the 31st, which is Pentecost Sunday, if you've not been baptized into Christ, we want you to, If and you're in our area, we want you to be able to be baptized into Christ. By the way, if you're not in our area, if you text AMEN to 69922, we will help make your baptism a credible time, even if you're not in our area on the online campus. We can reach out and, and do that with you and for you. But get ready for this. In our local area, if you're close enough to get to our campus on May the 31st, we're going to allow you to schedule a time to come in with your family and and or with your social contact group that you're around, and we will uh, assist you and celebrate with you in a time of baptism. We are, by the way, going to be pro-life and practice social distancing on that day, but we can make it relational for you with the people you're with. We can make it special between you and Jesus so that when you're buried with Christ in baptism in our baptistry that has, get ready, chlorinated water so that we know that it's safe and you come up that you are buried with Christ to raise to walk in a new life. You're buried with Jesus in a meaningful way where you're experiencing him and his love. And we are going to film that so we can keep it and, and, and as a memory that you would have. And we're going to share it with our church family online. And, and we want to be able to do that together. So you'll be able to uh, arrange a time to do that. You might say, how am I going to arrange my time? Well, you text AMEN to 69922 and and we will set a time locally or help you have an ability to do that globally and if you do that and you're not in our area we're going to ask you to take a picture or take a video of it and send it to us and we're going to celebrate you also so on Pentecost Sunday when the Holy Spirit fell upon the church and the church was born not to be in a building to be the family of God, to be the congregation of Christ. When the church was born, 3,000 people got baptized that day in their clothes. That was how we began, with people being baptized into Christ. So on Pentecost Sunday, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate Jesus, the church, and you, all of you who choose to get baptized, in a meaningful way that is uh, that is powerful, active, vibrant, uh, that that has re uh, vitality to you in your walk with God and connection with God that's pro-life and, and that's really done well, really, really done well. So that's one of the things we have coming. Uh, we uh, are talking about ways we can pray together online and, and have some on-campus prayer gatherings as we move into some of the safer ways of gathering groups together uh, in the state of California. That's called phase three, by the way. 
phase three that allows uh, not huge uh, in-person gatherings, but some smaller ones. And, and yet we can make that meaningful. Uh, so we're going to be doing that both online and on campus. But I want you to know we have guiding principles. Now, I know there's some people who ask this question, so get ready. Pastor Chuck, when is the day that we could actually have more on-campus gatherings and bigger ones? And we don't know that date. We don't know that hour. But as a Christian, by the way, you should be okay with that. Because just like the coming of Jesus Christ, we don't know the day or hour. (laughs) We don't. But we know God knows. And so we're getting ready for it using these guiding principles And then we'll be able to announce dates and times that we'll be able to do some new things so that we phase into a new normal. So anyway, I hope that makes sense to you. If you have questions, uh, uh, feel free to uh, email me at chuckatcrossroadschurch.com and I'll try to get back to you or have one of my team members get back to you. Uh, I would hope you go down in the chat and and hit like uh, if you like what I said. Uh, by the way, I hope you go down. If you don't like what I said, go ahead and you don't like it because uh, we all can love each other anyway. But But I want you to be able to know how much we love you, how much you matter to us, and how we really are looking forward to times in this new phasing to a new normal where we can be more than ever a church that takes down the gates of hell, that reaches more people for Jesus, that sees people who are captive set free, uh, that we see people find God's will and purpose for them. That's what we want for you. So what's up with Pastor Chuck right now? We're phasing into a new normal, and it's a glorious normal, a blessed normal, an amazing normal that's coming our way. So get ready. It may be a more than normal. And uh, I want you to think about that. Again, love you guys. Man, I love our church family. Love the way you've rallied together. Love how we have so much unity right now. And uh, we care about you. And we have lots of ways to minister. So I probably, I've gone a little longer maybe than I even should have, but we care. Don't forget that on uh, Wednesday, we have worship happening. Uh, Don't forget we have other ways to interrelate together. So love to have you be a part of that. Uh, By the way, uh, during this season, Pam and I are on Instagram Live, Facebook Live on the Crossroads Instagram Live and Crossroads Facebook Live every Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And we're going to be, at least in the initial season, doing relationship advice. So if you if you're single, I want to talk to you. I want you to be on with me. If you are married, I want you to be on with me. Uh, and and by the way, even with your kids, a lot of this will apply. So those are a lot of things to tell you. God bless you guys, and may you experience the presence of God in a powerful way in a time such as this. <laughs>